Hello and welcome to Las Blancas podcast. I'm your host Yash Thakur and today we are going to be discussing Real Madrid's game against Real Betis in the league and this podcast is coming out a little late because I wasn't able to uh I didn't have time to like record uh, a pod. My Monday schedule was really really hectic and we could not find a time time slot to record this part so apologies for that from my front uh it's purely because because of me that the part has been delayed this time but uh i'll try to not let that happen any time again and today to discuss real madrid's game against real betis i have with me kanita and before we get into the usual stuff the lineups the tactics and the key moments from the game how are you doing kanita hi uh so yeah happy like mid january and uh, i i say happy because i am happy uh like for the third time in a row and this is like three happy games this uh year um honestly 2023 has started great uh, we'll see how it uh continues but yeah so far so good yeah i think <laughs> the the declaration of this year being a good one is going to come come crumbling uh, crumbling down very soon when because we have barcelona up next and we'll discuss about that towards the end of the podcast but yeah so far three games three wins not the best of performances but like we'll take it madrid cff was a smash and grab albacete there was a clear uh, gap in technical and physical level between the teams and now real betis i don't know real betis were really really poor and if you're listening to this podcast you probably already know the result real madrid won four goals to nil and we looked good we looked good we'll get into that let's 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 begin our analysis of the game by first looking at the lineups So Real Madrid so Toril decided to go with a back 3 which we have discussed this in the pods before how back 3 helps solve some of our long standing issues and how it makes us better in offense and allows us more number of bodies in between the lines plus a better occupation of the opposition back line with with having almost like five players uh pinning the last line of defense for the opposition so it it solves a lot of issues it also allows us to use some of our players in a better way like you can play savava as the wing back where it's her primary like she gets the chance to get in behind and put the cross in and has slightly lesser of the defensive responsibilities on her so that brings out the best in her so it's a good formation we have seen whenever we have played it we have looked better and the return obviously meant that we will be going a bit more attacking in this game and that is what we got when when the game panned out as we'll discuss so first like looking at the lineup it was misa in goal ivana susa and rocio as the back three Zornosa played as the deepest midfielder and then we had a line of four that comprised of Atenea on the right 
uh, on the right as the right wing back Weir and Maite as the two number 10s or free roaming midfielders then Savava as the left wing back and Esther and Feller formed the duo up top so looking at that lineup the only thing initially that really you know stuck with me or that seemed like it would be a potential problem was Zornosa as the deepest midfielder because if you look at that midfield trio of Zornosa, Maite and Weir the first thought is that midfield has a lot of creative ability and that midfield consists of players who like to consistently push high up so the lack of a midfielder that would provide the sort of defensive coverage seemed like it would be it might be a problem in the game but apart from that like i i like the 352 experiment i think it with the current squad setup i think it brings out the best in a lot of our players and it helps us uh, solve some of our chance creation issues as well at least in terms of like occupying the back line so not much to complain for me but what were your initial thoughts when you saw the lineup sheet and what did you make of the uh, lineup choices uh well i anticipated that it would be like free at the back for this game um it was actually pretty easy <laughs> to predict uh seeing the table before the game it was i think Capetis was on the 12th place and yeah i mean it was it was quite expected like the lineup was pretty normal i wa i was glad to see maite getting a starting spot again after you know oof, i don't know like she started the last game and maybe the one before that as well so i mean she's getting her uh, reward but i think that it also might be due to um due to um the absence of Toletti, um, but yeah, I mean, she's starting, so I, I don't complain right now, and uh, speaking of uh, rewards, as uh, you know, it was weird not seeing Naikari in the lineup, but still, I wasn't complaining at all about lineups, so yeah, that will be it. Yeah, Betty's have been pretty poor this season like and that really showed on the pitch as well we'll we'll get into that but yeah the league position meant we could potentially like experiment but i think and we have spoken about this as well right we have spoken about the need for there to be like this shouldn't be just a plan b for us or a backup plan in games where where we need something to change and we go for a back three we switch to a back three mid game or towards the end of it to change things but this could potentially be a solution as well for how lackluster we have looked at times how laborious a lot of our possession sequences are when we are playing with a back four a lot of it comes down to we're trying to pull something out of the hat or Athenea trying to take people on dribble and create something this could potentially be a very good solution moving forward but like we have discussed this before that the change is probably not going to happen because 
it's it's like a shift in a tactical identity that i don't think toril is comfortable with doing especially at this stage of the season uh i don't know it, it's a worth it, it's something that's worth trying in my opinion but we all probably know that we are not going to get it and we are probably only going to see this against like teams in the lower half of the table which will which will skew some of the perspectives about the potential pitfalls of this lineup which is why i want this to be tested against like better opposition and how we play and how it fares against them so it would give us a fair view about whether this experiment is worth uh worth taking forwards or not but for me like it it definitely feels like something we should be trying more often but moving on so the game begins betis by the way started the game in a 5-4-1 shape so i mentioned i touched upon this before that when we play with a back 3 a lot of ta- a lot of the times we have as many as 5 players pushing into the last line of defense so betis went betis decided they would go deep uh, they would go they would defend deep with a line of 5 they would try to keep those five players that we pushed forwards in check but our team selection today consisted of a midfield of maite weir and zornosa so at times and this this is from like the opening 1 2 minutes of the game like opening 5 minutes let's say i have some couple of a couple of screen screen grabs as well if if i get the time or i'll i'll just quote to it when the pod is out we pushed as many as seven players into the betis box and that to me was okay we are going aggressive now we we pushing seven players like zornosa was also pushed up the only players that were behind or like ne- trying to defend were just our center backs who had stayed back because zornosa has pushed up weir is occupying the back line atenea has pushed up Savava has pushed up into the box. Maite has pushed up. Esther and Feller are in the box as well. So that felt like okay, this can backfire if they can get on the transition. They can hurt us on the transition because not all of our players are qu- a quick. Plus, the midfield lacks the defensive steel as well. So while there was this spot of bother inside of my head. it it did feel like we may, we might just get a goal fest here with the way with how aggressive we were in trying to attack there were with with maite and weir the one thing that we got a lot of is the movement in between the lines from our midfielders so weir and maite they constantly were operating between the the 5 and the 4 the the lines of 5 and the 4 for betty so in between the lines they were constantly operating in uh, like showing up in the half spaces to receive the ball they were causing all sorts of problem to def- uh, betis's defensive shape and that i think was the recipe of unlocking such uh, like a potential low block with where the team is defending with uh, with numbers and i think that was that was really nice and that was expected because both maite and weir operate in in that way and zornosa has 
a tendency to do that as well she likes to join the attack too so we had a lot of bodies we had a lot of options and we had players who could break lines with their passing who had the incisiveness in their passing and who were creative on the ball so we had all the tools to like unlock this already not so good defense of betis but who were defending with a lot of bodies behind the ball so in the opening like 20 minutes we i think it's fair to say that we pushed a lot like we it didn't result in as many shots like overall our shot count for this game wasn't as high like it's 15 shots like that is uh, that's all right that's that's good but that's like all right given how bad betty's were throughout the game not a lot of it turned into shots but we were consistently like with feller we were able to like try to find her in behind a lot of the times it got called for offside but there were those sort of very fluid movements between our front five or front six players and that was really nice to see for me like and that has been a common theme whenever we have used this formation so it was really really nice to see apart from that there are a couple more points that we will probably like discuss as the pod goes on we have mentioned Betis's setup already. So I'll hand it over to you now to take your thoughts on the opening 20 minutes before we get into how things panned out in the second half of the first half. So like in the second part of the first half probably because that's where like things start to, started to happen. We started to record some shots and we started to actually convert that threat, threat into like shots which, which mattered at the end. So yeah, uh, what did you make of the op how we opened the game and the first 20 minutes of the game, the movement of our players and how our attack looked in, in that opening few minutes? Um, okay, so I guess uh, I will start by saying that we were caught offside three times um, in this opening 20 minutes, like exactly 20 minutes. And I think all three were by Fella, and I think that's uh, that's fair, you know, she's fast, uh, so she gets ahead of herself, uh, fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, not a lot of exciting stuff happened inside these 20 minutes, really. Like, there were a few um, interesting things I picked up, like, I don't know, in the beginning, like on minute five and six. And then seven minutes later again, um, the two teams would exchange throw-ins for two minutes, um, you know, one after the other. It just was throw-in and throw-in and throw-in. Um, like, I, there were like three throw-ins on one side, then someone makes a long pass to the other side and loses the ball and then throw-ins continue on the other side so yeah that was an annoying part of the match <laughs> so that's already four minutes of the 20 minutes you know <laughs> um then since we're talking about like the fifth six minute uh we in six minutes we had a chance and um it's actually um um uh, it's just a, it's a chance by Fela, I think. 
uh, and it's Atenea trying to um, dribble inside and passing it to Fela. Fela try, uh, fails to control it, and yeah, basically nothing happens. I also want to mention some interesting movement by Esther because um, just so you know, we did. I rate this um, game like the whole game she had, uh, like very good in t terms of things we said about Esther, you know, what she keeps doing, uh, aka um, not passing, turning around when uh, not needed. But in this game, she did it quite well. Um, she actually managed like a few crosses as well. She was going wide and she was doing quite well as well. She was dropping and yeah, but like, um, I know that Esther uh, ma managed a good cross from the left wing and um, she also uh, recovered the ball from one throw in and uh, when when she did it, she turned around and she passed it to Weir, who was, I think, going uh, wide at the time. Um, and speaking of the recoveries um, from the throw-ins, I also noticed a fun a thing from Ivana. Um, Ivana was like, we, we Betis had a throw-in uh, in, their, in their half, and it was like, maybe last last third and Ivana was there you know she was really high up so uh, she managed to recover the ball and she actually dribbled like uh, with like uh, I think three players around her she even made a nutmeg and she escaped with the ball uh, ultimately the ball ended up with uh, Rocio at the back but you know that was uh, quite smooth from her and I mean, I've been mentioning a lot of throw-ins, so it's just good to see someone, let's say someone worse than us in throw-ins, because I've been saying how much I hate our throw-ins, and uh, this game, I think maybe it was maybe um, an exercise for our team to, you know, um, get this confidence with, oh yes, we can recover the ball from the throw-ins and um, later on in the game I will talk more about the throw-ins being actually effective like our own, but yeah. Uh, and I've seen like a couple of interesting instances where Fela was shielding the ball very well and um, I know that Betis was trying to attack at one point um like exactly at 20th minute they were trying to uh attack through our left back um but before even before it even reached uh, Sveve Fela would be there to stop it like um at the sidelines and uh, not let it even pass to Sveve so um not really a dangerous attempt by Betis or anything but I just wanted to note uh, Fela's work, work here and yeah I think that would be it okay some very interesting points that you've made there especially about the throw-ins I think like that is an aspect of of football in general that isn't like focused on or looked at at much depth I myself haven't looked at our throw-ins in that much detail so it's nice to have 
somebody do that but yeah apart from that like the next significant action like we dominated the first 20 minutes we with our fluid uh front five front six if you want to say we were all over uh betty's and betty's despite having numbers behind the ball they were just really bad like they gave up so much space even though they had numbers in behind they they got dragged out they got pulled apart very easily with with the movements uh, with the sort of movements we had from Veer and Maite in between the lines i think it was very easy to pick them apart like throughout the game and we we will get into this how betty's change shape but that changed nothing in the second half as well but let's first talk about the first half and get into the second part of the or the second quarter of the uh, of the game so in the 33rd minute rocio carries the ball from from defense she spots feller making feller sticking out wide she spreads the ball for her maite is uh, maite has drifted out wide this time and now she is coming in feller plays a neat little exchange with her and maite then plays a first time ball in behind for esther and that was a really good ball it it broke uh, it completely like undid uh, betis's defensive line and esther was in behind in a 1v1 situation with the goalkeeper and she skied her shot so at that time i was live tweeting the game and i could see some of the reactions that were going on and i was like oh god <laughs> i mean it was it was something it was a sort of chance you expect esther to put away but she did not and i i was pretty sure that this is going to bring out a lot of criticism of her uh, like how she is not able to score how she is only scoring against small teams or whatever whatever like just the general consensus about her among the fan base at times a minute later <laughs> feller picks the ball up on the left once again she has one two players on her she manages to keep them at bay carries the ball forward just just shrugs them off carries the ball into the box maintains possession retains possession creates separation and then play a cutback into the box and who is there inside the box at the heart of the penalty box a penalty area it's esther takes a first touch takes a shot gets saved luckily it falls back to esther and esther puts it in the back of the net so inside 2 minutes esther has skied a 1v1 and in the very next minute she has scored she has handed real madrid the opening goal from the game so those 2 minutes felt like the most esther minutes uh, I, i would say and it was fun to see the reaction in, uh, while while i was live tweeting so it was it was pretty fun to uh, watch that as well but yeah in both of those chances i think the thing that needs to be highlighted is feller and we'll get to feller's performance overall as well towards the end or towards the uh, while we are discussing the end of the first half but feller's work on on the goal especially was really commendable like she was under pressure from two defenders she managed to hold them off keep the possession and at the same time penetrate the box 
it was really really it was really really good from feller and then esther after missing the first chance she her, her second on on the second chance as well her shot got saved but fortunately it fell to her and she put it away then uh, so yeah i mean what did you make of those like 2 3 minutes span where esther has missed a chance and then went on to hand us the lead what did you make of the goal and feller's work as well you said like um a couple of very esther like minutes um i i, I honestly i, I mean i kind of knew that she would score very soon after she missed that because when she's looking like um you know she she's missing obvious chances she usually uh, scores uh, scores in like a uh, few minutes and it's usually a very random goal <laughs> uh so that's that's interesting and that's i think what esther does and i mean esther esther's chances like missing chances and uh, scoring this one goal from um rebound as well um i mean it's it's a common topic to you know talk about this about esther amongst the fan base like uh, scoring uh, from rebound and then people complaining about how she celebrates i don't know i think it's dumb she was just positioned well it's her job to be positioned well um and sure this score rebound from goalkeeper saving it the first time she, you miss it, it's fine <laughs> uh but going back to um you know moments before and what fella did so i remember um there was one instance uh which i noted uh as fella was Well, Fella was supposed to go on the left wing and like she was being pushed to the left wing. She was um she was running alongside Esther like in the same line and she had the ball and she wanted to go like to the center. It was obvious that she wanted to go uh, more centrally, but she was pushed uh to the left side uh, and she was a bit confused. She tried to um turn around like a few times and I noted it in my uh notes I also put it in the immediate reactions article that she was complicating that and she complicated it a few times um so basically in the in that chance I was uh, I'm say I'm talking about here is that after she was complicating she just made a random uh forward pass like Esther would be able to get it and it was going straight to the goalkeeper Esther wouldn't even be able to get it in, even if she um tried a lot like she immediately as Fela um released it Esther saw that there's no way she would get it and you know I was a I was a bit annoyed <laughs> uh because we keep talking about um Atenea trying to do the same things over again sometimes you know uh and then fella doing like uh, this thing a few times in this game and complicating too much but then a few minutes later she does this um 
she like she does it's not it's not an assist um by books but like uh it's mostly her work like the way she dribbles past is just um amazing <laughs> uh but i i guess that's that's what you get with players who um attempt the dribbles often you know if you attempt more often you fail more more than those who don't try you know uh so i also saw a table of um of the most success rate uh the dribble success rate by um every player and i uh, i saw some people commenting about um i don't know how players uh, such as i don't know and fella fail these dribbles but they're the ones who uh, tempt them the most um amongst them is also weird uh but yeah i mean it's it's actually a quite clean goal uh like a queen action at least um just that i think that was a ball by sonosa to fella if i'm not mistaken uh to the side and she does it so uh gracefully like she's not even hard for her and the pass to Esther was pretty good uh so yeah i mean good work by both and i think that it's kind of useless to talk about um the way the ball went in because instead it was position positioned well and it's our job so just to um just to be clear about that to everyone yeah uh the thing the thing is like the the reason esther scores a lot of goals is because people will say because she gets to play a lot of minutes because she she is a first choice that is why she she gets a lot of opportunities is that people try to ignore what she does on the pitch a lot of times and it's it's a bit frustrating how overblown some of the criticism has been at times and i particularly like don't really check a lot of my timeline especially like in in recent times i haven't paid much attention so i don't know what the general consensus is a lot of what i see or what i hear is either via om or via our disc my discussions with uh kanita around the pod and that is it and i think it has uh largely improved my experience of watching uh watching real madrid's femenino because i'm not bothered a lot by what the general fan base is saying because criticizing esther is fine for some of the stuff that she does on the pitch like yes her release time can improve and that has been the case ever since we signed her her release time isn't isn't as good and that's fine she adds a lot of value at times with the way she is able to hold the ball with the way she is able to release pressure and obviously the goal scoring aspect you cannot overlook because like you mentioned she was there at at the right place at the right time and that like yeah it's her job but it's a skill that she is quite good at to be honest like yes she misses chances but she gets into those position to make those chances in the first place like a player can play a cutback but if there is nobody to receive or if there is nobody to read and on be on the same wavelength to get on the receiving end of that cutback that cutback is pointless like 
you can point towards like oh big chances missed oh she has missed so many chances yes but at least 60 to 70 percent of those chances wouldn't even be chances if she had not shown the sort of movement she has to get into the that places it's it's not just like people try to like undermine it by saying oh she's just scoring tap-ins against uh, against lower opposition yeah but she is putting herself in those positions to be able to score that and it's it's an ongoing discussion about not just Esther but all sorts of like big strikers because all of the big strikers all of the the ones we like to call clinical or the ones we like to call prolific goal scorers they are all bound to make mistakes and I'm not calling Esther a prolific goal scorer because I know I've seen her at Levante before I know what sort of uh, environment she needs or what sort of circumstances she needs to excel in this team she can have that and that is why she's scoring a lot of the goals I'm not saying she she is as prolific as say Marie Antoinette Katoto or Eva Payor no it, she's not she's she's probably just a, a level below these these strikers at, at the moment and that's fine she she's performing can we improve in that department probably yes we can but is Esther the main of uh, the major of our worries is is she the reason we are not able to like create anything I don't think so so I think a lot of the criticism is misplaced and I think it's being overblown out of proportion but yeah, this, I mean, if I go on a tangent here, I could go on discussing why all sorts of big strikers have a lot of the chances missed. Like if, if even if you look at Eva Payor or like Marie Antoinette Katoto, Katoto's number, they both will miss significant amount of chances as well. But they get into those positions on a consistent basis, which is a repeatable skill. See, finishing is a very, finishing has a lot of variance. And sometimes some shots go in, sometimes they don't. And that is how it is. It's not easy to put every ball, every chance coming your way into the back of the net. And that is what fans expect, but it's not like, it's not possible, I think. Anyway, I'm getting way too, uh, this, this, this discussion has derailed a lot. And I think we will get sidetracked a lot more if we keep on going about this but the thing is like Esther isn't a she isn't a prolific goal scorer maybe but she isn't also one of our main worries uh, with, with the squad and with the way we play I think so yeah some of the criticism is, is well placed and I think it's necessary as well especially with Naikari breathing down her neck, especially with what Naikari can offer and how she can offer, uh, do those things on the pitch. But yeah, not not the main of our concerns at the moment. Moving on, in in the thirty seventh minute, Athenea gets yellow carded for accidentally elbowing a player uh, while challenging for the ball. And she quickly just apologized because she realized it was it was a mistake and uh, things got sorted there. I think in the first half, apart from that, there wasn't much like Betty's couldn't create much like throughout the game. I think Betty's had like 
फाइव शॉट्स थ्रू आउट द गेम फाइव और सिक्स शॉट्स मे बी एंड आई थिंक द बेस्ट चांस इन द फर्स्ट हाफ केम वॉज प्रोबेबली लाइक अ ब्लॉक शॉट टूअर्ड द एंड ऑफ द फर्स्ट हाफ इन द फोर्टी फोर्थ मिनट दैट इज वॉट आई हैव इन माई नोट्स बेट इज वेर एंड थ्रेटनिंग एट ऑल दे वेन एवर दे मैनेज टू इवन लाइक गेट हायर अप द पेज दे वर स्लॉपी एंड वाइल्ड डिफेंडिंग दे जस्ट कंप्लीटली दे ऑफर्ड सो मच स्पेस इट वॉज जस्ट टेरेबल टू वॉज लाइक देर इज अ रीजन देर डाउन डाउन देर बिकॉज दिस रीजन देर परफॉर्मेंसेज हैव बीन रियली पुअर एंड दे वेर दे वेर मिसिंग रिनसोला बाबा जी दे आई थिंक एंड मे बी इफ शी वॉज देर शी कूड हैव कॉज दिस प्रॉब्लम ऑन ट्रांजेशन स्पेशली एंड इन दैट सिचुएशन मे बी Zoronosa's uh, maybe the decision to play Zoronosa as the deepest midfielder would have not looked like a masterstroke as it has this time because Betis could not offer any sort of threat on transition and that played into into our hands so I'm not complaining <laughs> four nil win three points on the board much necessary points that's all good but Betis did not challenge us at all so a lot of what we are speaking about about this game is is needs that small caveat going going into this but yeah apart from that i don't have much to add in the first half if you have anything else to add kanita now is the time to do it anything else you want to talk about in the first half i mean yeah you said it all except for uh it was quite funny that um people some people <laughs> don't won't name uh, which group uh were talking about how she she should have gotten a red card and i think that's uh the betis um uh, the betis bench was also complaining because um the replay even the commentator said something like um oof or so like it was really hard and think it was on purpose but i mean it really looked accidental and she apologized immediately as you said so uh so i i don't think it would be um fair to send her off for that and um you know it's good that she didn't or what followed yeah there there was no malice in that in that i feel it was just like an an honest mistake she realized as soon as the ball went out they were competing for the ball it just happened that her elbow hit hers but yeah so moving on to the second half like first half ends we are we go into the first half with a one goal advantage all things looking at all the things that have happened in the first half it didn't look like betis would threaten much if they were going to play the same way they were doing for the first 45 and i guess bet is realized that as well so they came out in the second half with a formation change they made two changes uh, at the start of the second half and that led to a formation change as well so they went from a 5-4-1 to a 4-3-3 and to an aggressive 4-4-3-3 i must say because as the second half began they started to press us a lot more they started to push bodies forward they had three of the forward line plus at least one midfielder pushing up to mark out the immediate options and they tried to pressure us from building out the back and trying to force us long to cause 
to cause turnovers and that initially caused us some problems they were able to like get some sort of box entries now they were able to at least enter and threaten in the final third and the intensity with which they came out in the in the second half at least for the opening 15 minutes i feel that was really if they could have gotten a goal in that period maybe things would have looked much different but that didn't happen what happened in, instead was we're scoring and real madrid getting a two goal lead on on betis so in the 49th minute now this happens after like a three minute very good spell very aggressive spell from betis following a formation change athenia picks the ball up it comes from a throw in as well like now now that you say it now that i'm i'm remembering it it starts from a throw in i think maite lays lays it off for athenea athenea then has is offered acres of space now now they have changed to a 433 so now it isn't as many bodies behind the ball there is space on the offer and there is nobody closing athenea when she is carrying the ball so and that always means trouble if you don't close down athenea carrying the ball she will get into the box and then you'll either have to foul her or let her do her thing play a cutback play a cross or whatever that's always trouble so athenea has a acres of space she cut, she dribbles inside and veer makes a perfect run athenea spots her plays her in behind and as always veer makes no mistake in front of goal and real madrid are 2-0 up after a brief 3 minute spell where betis looked like they wanted to play in the second half and they did continue with with that aggressive 4-3-3 for a good 60 uh, good 60 minute mark i think nothing came off of it their aggression in trying to press us high up the pitch resulted in space in behind for us to exploit and we once again found it easy to create chances against them and i think okay so before we move forward i'll 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 let you i'll hand it over to you and take your thoughts on if you have any thoughts on betis uh, how betis opened the second half on that or our second goal what did you think of athenia's dribbling and i i remember you mentioned you wanted to talk a, a bit more about our throw-ins uh, specifically so i would love to hear what you have to say about the second goal and uh, anything else you have to add Uh yeah okay so yeah okay about the Betis uh, setup and everything uh their formation change uh, so yeah they do make two subs right and um yeah I don't I'm not I don't really understand the Betis squad so I might be wrong but but from what I saw it could have been like two attackers out and uh subbed for one attacker and one defender. So they uh switched to 4-3-3 and it was a different uh it was it's also <laughs> the one player one of those player who was out was uh the one who Atenea elbowed in the last minutes of the first half. <laughs> it's just just a fun comment, not nothing else. Uh but yeah, I I have two things noted and it's like two things in between which was the goal so i'll just 
say these things like uh in forty seventh minute they had a free kick, and um they uh, they managed to put it inside our box, but Kathleen uh got it and failed the clearance. Then their number twenty got it, uh Lelis, I think. And it bounced off Maite, like she was right there, uh, and then Lelis got it again because they were like one meter away from each other, and she shot. Uh, it was a shot on target, but it was easy for Misa. Uh, and okay, when I say this other thing, I will then add what I wanted to say. So in fifty third minute, that's like four minutes after the goal. Uh, Betis had a corner like on our right side, and yeah, so everyone seemed marked. It was like a cluster inside the box in one place, and somehow, uh, somehow the ball passes through to someone, and they managed to push push it through like through a few pairs of legs inside the box and you know to me um it's a another let's let's call it shot on target so yeah um so these are two instances uh, in which the ball mysteriously got through um you know everyone uh, which is weird and i noted it down like actual comment I had for myself. This cannot happen against Barca. Yeah, uh, we we mentioned that we have a Classico this week, and yeah, if we let it happen, and eh, you already know <laughs> that that's not gonna end well for us. Uh, so yeah, there's that what I want <laughs> wanted to say, and. Yeah, also about the goal. Uh, the yes, it did go from uh come from throw in, and yeah, it's uh, it was Atenea who made the throw in, and uh, Maite just came to help her on the side, just make this uh one touch pass, and Atenea managed to escape and you know, uh, did her thing to the middle, like dribbled and uh found uh found the pass to Weir. <laughs> so spoiler alert, uh. Another goal happened. The fourth goal happened from a throw in as well. Um, so it's it's interesting because these it's probably I said that Betis is uh much worse than us in throw ins and uh, this time I think we only they only put one player uh on our throw in like uh in front of Atenea. And we didn't really have many uh problems with this throw in. Uh the basically the like I don't know, five, six meter ra radius around Atenea was pretty much open except for that one player and you know Maite coming in. So I, I think I think they gave up on trying to do these throw ins and try to defend uh defend them as well because I mentioned that there were a few instances where the teams would just be um, switching like oh you take this throw and you take this throw and it like goes on for a couple of minutes and yeah it may, they may have gotten a bit tired of that as well <laughs> maybe maybe in the near future we all we may actually might see some real progress in our 
um throwers that i can say with the confidence okay this the they have been training a little bit you know uh, but usually the throw-ins for us were would all usually be throw-ins against us, you know, end up being against us anyway. So yeah, I mean, this was a quick, a little quick play, and I mentioned that a few times before that I love these quick plays, which happen like maximum uh, five passes. This was like three passes. <laughs> so it was Atenea to uh, throw-in to Maite, Maite back to uh Atenea and Atenea to Weir and that's it and the the other goal I mentioned uh, we'll get to it but it happened I think in five passes so I love these quick um actions you know just no complications just getting the ball through and you know ultimately scoring which gets us most of our goals anyway and yeah okay so as as we touched, as I touched upon briefly about how Betty's looked a little more threatening, at least in, in the opening 15 minutes, they were trying to push their case, but none of it came to fruition. And then we, like in the 53rd minute, I just have a chance by them, like Sosa manages to get the ball uh, into the box and create danger that that comes from a corner situation where they played it short and uh, Sosa was able to penetrate our box and try to create a chance but it was it was cleared so they were they did get some box entries they did get some some time spent in in the final third of, of our of their final third so it, it was it was good to see I, I felt like we could pro probably have a game but uh, all those thoughts were quickly put to bed when in the 64th minute we scored our third and just a minute later we scored our fourth so yeah uh, that's that's how the game went on but before we move on to that in the 56th minute we made our two subs Tere and Naikari came on for Feller and Maite and that meant Tere now was playing as the deepest midfielder. So now we had somebody who is adept at uh, in those defensive responsibilities as well. And Naikari and Esther formed the front two, which is a dynamic that I am that I was pretty intrigued to watch about how it how it happens because the way Feller operates, and this leads us also by extension to talk about Feller's performance, which I think was absolutely brilliant. Both Feller and Athenea had some games. They completely destroyed Betis's any sort of defensive organization that they had. Feller's movement, especially the way she is able to make those in to out or out to in runs from wide from wide areas or from central areas, the way she is able to attack channels and the way she is able to occupy the center backs whenever Esther decides she wants to go and get on the ball in deeper areas is just really 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 good and those sort of movements is what may what would also potentially make a case for her to play in a much more central role when whenever we need something different probably won't happen but it gives us an option to have a player who is also quick and also has the understanding to make those sort of runs so it's it's really nice to have that option in in the team and 
as i mentioned in the 64th minute we we scored a goal and the goal the goal came from a high pressing situation so like esther was esther was on to them on from the goal kick esther continued to press the goalkeeper and then managed to apply pressure and force them long which resulted in not a sloppy it did manage to reach them but it quickly resulted in a turnover near the right touch near the left touch line and then it was brought back esther was there to receive it and then esther manages to play the ball in behind for zoranosa who is making the run now zoranosa has moved up in an advanced position alongside weir and tere is doing the duties uh, at the base of the midfield zoranosa gets the ball in behind this like like i mentioned like it's so much space on offer by betis like betis betis's entire defensive line has moved towards the ball as soon as the uh, the long ball is played and after that turnover there is acres of space to be exploited on the right hand side and zornosa makes a well timed run esther plays her in behind no mistake from zornosa and it's 3-0 up and not long after that just in the next minute we score our fourth goal this time it's tere who has picked the ball up in the middle of the park has spread it out wide to athenea on the right again now athenea has has the has the space she attacks the box attacks the player manages to create the separation plays the ball in across the goal there's esther and naikari in the box occupying the center backs esther has moved slightly more towards the goal and has dragged the center back but she's trying to get on the ball misses it Naikari is there Naikari is holding off the challenge from the center back she is quick to get to the ball and manages to very nicely place it on the left hand corner which is empty so that gives us our fourth goal and i think at that point the game was done like two quick goals and all of this comes after like a 15 minute period where betis were looking to sort of make a case for themselves to sort of try and force an issue from us with their high pressing and with their high intensity gameplay in the second half and their formation change but none of that worked instead it got worse for them we now had they now lacked coverage from uh, in the in the wide areas with with a lack of numbers and there was so much space to exploit we now had a better better foundation to build upon with uh, tere in the team and her role in the fourth goal like speaks for herself she she is there she receives it she spreads it wide so yeah i mean i don't think like any of these goals were like sort of a very well rehearsed sort of a uh, sequence of actions it was just poor play from betis they could not cope with any sort of pressure of a, from our side and then they offered acres of space for players like athenea and feller to exploit and that is always trouble so i don't know what else you have to add uh, on these two goals but i'll hand it over to you and give you the opportunity to 
add anything else you have if you don't have anything we can just move forward with the game and take things from there yeah have you met me of course i have to add <laughs> uh yeah i actually have two main points here um around the goals but uh, in general as well because well the first uh, point uh, is uh, regarding atenea so i i want to i want to add this thing because um if you just look back on the second goal the the weir's goal assisted by atenea so in the 62nd minute um atenea atenea does something similar uh she goes um uh, through the uh, from the right wing to almost the left wing like she she gets stopped at right outside of the box right in front of the goal that's a foul and a free kick for us uh we takes it it goes over the uh the goal it's fine uh so from that goal kick um the from that goal kick we get our goal actually so the uh, from the goal kick we recover it uh it was recovered by Sveva and Tere right before the halfway line I think and they push it to Naikari who was there three players immediately surround her and she releases the ball to Esther uh before they get to her and Esther uh finds that space around Sornosa being completely open she passes to her just uh it was a great pass like she had to get it through like two Batis players I think and Sornosa's finish I don't think we have to add anything on that uh it was it was very clean but okay so I come to my second point and it's um how great of a distraction the duo Naikari Estelle are because this this recovery and uh before Naikari passes to to Esther this happens on uh, our left side and the okay so Esther gets it in the center so that's when we move past so the everyone like everyone is positioned on the left side obviously the their uh, our right side is completely open their left side which may uh, which makes it possible for Sornosa to get the ball and both Esther and Naikari are on the left side so you know while everyone is busy with them uh because i mentioned literally three players um just poofed right around um Naikari as soon as she got the ball from the recovery and you know it got to Esther somehow and they tried to get to her but she released it in time like how great of a distraction they are <laughs> uh i don't i don't mean it that it would really help uh, against i don't know um, teams like barcelona or something like that uh because they're not really easily fooled you know uh, but for like the most of the league, I think we could fool them really easily. Um, we haven't really seen this duo in action a lot um, together this season. I think this is like second or third time we've seen them. I think the third time. And, you know, quite cool to see this, honestly. Uh, and... 
yeah one more thing about the fourth goal while we're at it uh i did mention that uh, the fourth goal also came from a throw-in uh and it was from the left side our left side Sveva got the throw-in she got uh she managed to uh, put it to sonosa sonosa make uh makes a uh, uh, quick one touch pass back to tere and tere makes that long pass you uh, talked about to Atenea and then that amazing dribble by Atenea and you know when Naikari puts it in she she immediate, immediately runs to uh, Atenea to celebrate it with her nothing in between and it it you know I think uh, it explains the game well it, it, it uh, describes how Atenea's match has been and how worthy of uh, praise this performance of her was and in the past few games um well she she hasn't really um been succeeding at things we, she had been trying you know so in this game she succeeded and she succeeded in this dribble as well because we all always talk about her trying to you know uh, get past uh, inside the box and everything uh, but this was a really good call and she finally succeeded it and uh, we could see how both her and Naikari were happy about that succeeding um, so yeah the that would be it yeah so obviously <laughs> with Naikari scoring the goal uh, it was wrong to assume we wouldn't have anything to say. <laughs> but yeah, moving forwards, in the 70th minute, we have Moler, we have another two subs. We have Moler and Olga coming on to replace Esther and Savava. Now, this is another interesting substitution because I have at least spoken in the past about how Moler's best role is comes in a front two alongside somebody who is able who is able to make those runs in behind so this sort of combination of Moler and Naikari as the front two could also be a very interesting prospect uh, to try in games where we want to experiment and in the limited minutes that we saw saw of it in this game I think it there were some bright moments and I'll get into that in the 77th minute, we have another substitution. We have Kenti coming on for Athenea and we have discussed how Athenea had a really good game. Not like there's obviously the caveat that Betty's were really, really poor in defending and offering her acres of space to exploit. But still, it was a very good performance from Athenea, who is only now like returning completely from injury and she's able to like impose herself on the game she's able to do take players on the dribble and create separation to create chances further for her teammates she grabbed an assist in this game as well that will boost her confidence moving forward and we we need her like Athenea is a sort of player who can create something out of nothing just like Weir she can beat one or two players and when nothing is working you need these sort of players to take initiative beat their marker and provide us box entries or pull out a foul to then so that it gives us an opportunity to create from set pieces and that is the appeal for Athenea that is the value that she adds via her dribbles that is what 
she can add as a player and she is still growing she is still learning so there's there's a there's room to improve obviously but it was a very good performance from her in this game now kenty is obviously has just replaced uh, atenea playing uh, as the right wing back in the 78th minute we have naikari gets a good chance like olga is played in behind by veer and olga plays a very good ball across the uh, across the face of the goal for naikari to get in but her first touch just takes the ball a bit away and and that chance goes away but that was another uh, good opportunity that we potentially were able to like create in the form of a box entry in the 79th minute i think this is something that everyone was talking about this is something that initially when watching the game live i was a bit worried about i was like what happened has has she got an injured or i what went wrong we are just walked off the pitch and went on the bench to sit and she looked she looked a bit dizzy she looked a bit distraught as well and i was a bit worried at that time i was like holy shit if if weir has picked up some sort of injury that she doesn't want to aggravate or if she is feeling some sort of pain we face barcelona next even with weir we will we are probably like second best against them but we need we need weir to be there at least to give us any sort of chance and to see her walk off it, it was really worrying but i think it was down to exhaustion and down to the temperatures there she she just was exhausted and looked a bit dizzy i don't know if you have anything any new information on that any update or did you hear anything else but i think she is okay like it was just exertion and exhaustion from the game that uh, took a toll on her uh, in that temperature but yeah uh, do you have any info on that what what happened or do you have any of your own speculation about what might have happened well uh, to say that i have information would be a stretch <laughs> uh and i'm not usually the one who analyzes things from the players um social media posts <laughs> but um i connected it to someone saying you know she's probably dizzy and it probably was the sun getting to her head but uh basically she posted um i don't know a picture uh, from the match and saying plus free sun emoji and you know white heart emoji so you know that sun emoji maybe probably um is telling us that it was the sun getting to her head and you know made her dizzy um i mean we we saw i actually saw her trying to walk out twice um she was um trying to walk out uh, right as naikari's chance from uh, olga's pass was happening like i saw it in the replay in the back uh, she was uh, like at that line like kind of turning around to see what she can do uh and then like you know not even a minute later she um she just stops there and asks can she go and uh the refs uh you know lets her go and you know we just saw her sit there and you know get uh get a blanket she didn't look in pain you know uh when we talk about limbs 
so yeah, I mean, it was probably Disney's, and I hope she rested. That that she will rest as well. Um, enough for you know El Clasico. Yeah, well, we will need her in the El Clasico, and I hope she she is okay. Moving forwards from that point on, in the eighty first minute, Betis have arguably their best chance of. Uh, not even arguably their best chance of the game they only created very few chances in the 81st minute tere has a lapse of concentration she doesn't realize there's a player on her back when receiving the ball and she gets dispossessed there and betis are betis managed to enter the box and they are in they managed to create a very good opportunity that misa is able to close down uh, quickly and make a save off of and that's a big moment in the game i think uh, they could have scored there but didn't happen tere with a lapse of concentration not ideal but we were 4-0 up already so can possibly understand and betis throughout the game did not look at any point of time did not look like they were going to cause us a lot of trouble so yeah i mean that happened in the 81st minute and like i mentioned like Betis changed their shape three times during this game. So around the 80th minute mark, I think they went from a 4-3-3 now to a 4-4-2, and can't say a lot changed in terms of how they were defending or how they were attacking. Their best attacking phase came when they switched from a 5-4-1 to a 4-3-3 for the brief 15 minutes in the in the second half. At the start of the second half, they looked. Uh, like they had intensity and they wanted to attack but apart from that it was a very lackluster a very very poor performance from betis in the 82nd minute uh, now this is something that i wanted to touch upon in in regards of moler's ability to play through the middle so in the 82nd minute she receives a ball with back to goal she turns around quickly like very good reception on the turn then she spreads the ball out wide for kenty and kenty plays a a good cross from the right hand side naikari goes for an audacious volley it doesn't connect properly and uh, it goes wide but yeah this thing about moler operating through the middle it's it's what she can do the best like her ability to play with a player on her back and her back to goal is really phenomenal like she can serve as a as a target option for us where we can look for her uh, to go in order to go direct in order to attack uh, quickly or move vertical quickly because she can hold off challenges and she can she is skillful enough to beat incoming challenges on the turn like the turn here was really good she was able to quickly move the ball forwards and find players and link with them so that's that's something that i feel is one of her strengths and we have discussed this before how she is a different sort of dribbler when compared to athenea and feller and olga and while she is skillful her best does not always come when she's playing out wide because it restricts the zone she is able to operate in and i think making her play centrally alongside another striker who will then occupy the back line and push them deep 
offering her space to receive and turn in the middle and then spread the ball wide uh, and do her bits would be the best use of Muller but yeah I mean that's that's something that we have discussed multiple times and I just wanted to highlight this one particular sequence where we got to see what she could do on the turn uh, receiving with a back to goal and a player on her back as well so that happened then in the 85th minute just being consistent with the theme of the game that Betis have played, like really poor, very, very bad. <laughs> in the 85th minute, they do a turnover in their own box, very sloppy pass. Moller picks it up, but nothing. we couldn't capitalize on it. It's The pass is played straight to Moller. It's so bad, we couldn't capitalize, but on any other day, that could have been 5-0. And yeah, I mean... Uh, then in the 86th minute, I think they they do manage to get the back uh, ball in the back of the net through a corner uh, situation, but it's called back for a foul in the box. And I think that and the turnover in the 81st minute from Tere were the two good opportunities, but one of them obviously was called back for for a foul, so only one of it actually counts. And apart from that, bet is created nothing it wasn't it wasn't a good game despite again the score scoreline flatters the actual performance and also it comes with a caveat about how poor betis were so i don't know how much we can take away from this formation i don't know if this says anything about the prospects of the back three of us being able to see the back three on the pitch moving forwards against better opposition I think back three does bring out some very good stuff from from our squad. It helps us play a lot of our players in in the right uh, right roles. But again, we we have discussed this before, and I don't think it's something Toril sees uh, as the main option. It's always going to be a plan B. But yeah, apart from that, I don't have anything else to add. If you have anything to add uh, about the game, now is the time. You mentioned before um, how you think that, you know, uh, Mila and Naikari dynamic would work and something like that. Like, as soon as she came in, like Mila, I mean, I saw uh, that um, she took the role of the one who would be dropping back, right? And uh, before between that and, you know, Naikari coming in. Naikari was the one dropping back uh, with, you know, uh, when she was playing with Esther. And I was thinking, uh, okay, so will Mila be dropping back the whole time? Because it it, it does make sense. Uh, Mila is... Uh, for her, it's easier to intercept some balls, you know, in the middle. And she did that a few times. Um... But I also saw the two, um, you know, switching uh, their positions a few times. You know, um, she let Naikari drop back as well, uh, depending on the situation. You know, if uh, the ball is already recovered, and then uh, Naikari would go back. Um, and yeah, I, while we're at it, I also want to add that that giveaway. Um, was not a random giveaway um, by the Betis centre-backs. 
it's um it's pressing come on give them some give them some credit ne never never giving credit to this pressing oh my is i don't mean you i mean like basically whenever this happens most people uh ignore it but uh Naikari is in center pressing uh she just started to press she just started to go up and Mila uh sees that and goes up from the right side and manages to intercept that pass and yeah it's, I, I mean Naikari did that in um athletic in the athletic game which ended the, in the goal so come on give 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 that some credit, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, definitely Mila's role is uh, undoubtedly best when she's playing in center or um, this um, in this situation uh, with uh, another striker. And I think I think this was the best thing to see her, you know, switching at times. Uh, you know, with Naikari, the what I said about the roles. Um, it also helped that we were like four 0 up as well, and that it was all uh, like Real Betis who was like twelve or thirteenth on the table. Uh, but still, yeah, I mean, we definitely uh touched upon that um quite a few times in this episode, so I don't think there's anything else to add. But, uh. Nothing, nothing too special about um, Mila's minutes, but I like them. You know, the she didn't really have chances, but she did connect and she um she did her job. Um, I liked it. So I wish she uh, played more, but I don't think that's possible. Yeah. So I think that probably concludes the discussion of this game. And I mean, speaking about that last sequence, the reason I don't like it's just so, yeah, like there's pressure from Naikari. And anyway, like, yeah, probably like just pressing, but it's just really, really sloppy. Like, Moler is just walking back, she's not even aware, and the ball is just played to, to her feet, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, so I think that uh, concludes the discussion for this game. Again, apologies for the pod being so late this time. It was just not possible for me to record uh, on, on Monday with, with the sort of schedule I have. Uh, so yeah, won't probably happen again. But yeah, sorry, apologies to the listeners. And we'll be back again to discuss the big one. Now we have had three wins in 2023. Everything is looking good. But not so soon. If if you think Real Madrid's defeat in the final against Barcelona on the men's side was heartbreaking. Real Madrid Femenino faced Barcelona in the, in the Supercopa once again. And we will... Well, let's stay positive. Let's. We don't know what is go going to happen, obviously. But it's always a very big test coming up against Barcelona, who everyone knows they are a super team. They have phenomenal players, world-class players. It's going to be very tough. But we will be there once again. 
to break it all down for you to discuss everything that went wrong to discuss everything that we did well and yeah until then ala madrid ala madrid